Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, not only do we swear in this episode, but we cover some pretty heavy topics like survivor's guilt and the death of children. So take care of yourself while listening. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading chapter 11 of Cold Fire. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's, um, I got nothing. Chapter 11 picks up where chapter 10 left off with the fire. Daja and Frostpine run in to go rescue people. Daja goes to the nursery and a lot of there's a lot of kids there because they were having a sleepover. The kids and the servants don't really want to get out because they're scared. She finds a maid with a pendant of the god Yorgiri. Before they went into the fire, they're dropping kids out of the window. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. they did not know how to get them out. Yeah. At least it was onto a blanket, but that yes. doesn't work for babies. No. Yeah. So she finds a maid with a pendant of the god Yorgiri, who is brave enough to lead all the other folks the hell out of there. But it gets harder and harder for her to hold the fire back. She's basically like trying to back out of the room as all of this flame creeps on she trips over that very same maid going down the stairs and recognizes her by her pendant and uh the maid is like passed out carrying a kid daja can't get her to wake up daja is barely able to stay awake herself because smoke and the heat just before she completely loses it frostpine comes to her rescue basically picks everyone the fuck up and says keep holding back the fire till we get the hell out of here i love frostpine and gets them out of the house just before it turns into a fireball. Daja wakes up at the Bankinor house. She has been in bed. They have cleaned her up as best they can. Frostbite has taken over meditation with Nia and George. People have just kind of, we are taking care of you now. She gets to taste Jory's first magical creation, which is essentially a potion that gets smoke out of the lungs. It is nasty as fuck, but pretty awesome. It's a pretty cool, it's a, it's a pretty nifty thing to have created. Frostpine informs her that 12 people died in the fire. Including the baby that was strapped to Dodge's back. Oh. Yes. And then Haluta Salt comes in and tells us the house that burned down belonged to the mistress of the head of the island council that refuses to give Ben's firefighters money. 
What a coincidence. I could live without coincidences like that. That sure who it could be because there are so many people in that house that there's no way to tell. They're rich folk and everybody had an enemy. But they have figured out information about how the fire was set. Whoever set the fire came up the front side of the house from the canal, which is closed in the winter, and basically started the fire in the uh, like the pantry area left the same way so nobody saw them but yeah regardless the fire had been going for a long time before anybody noticed it the asshole who set the fire burned everything that could have identified them so they really just have no idea in the meantime they're also trying to work on this counterfeiting case and they have people who are on top of like they're, they're watching like shipments of brass and such haluda tells daja like any ideas whatsoever please let me know the chapter ends with them getting a hit on the counterfeiter and Frostpine and Haluda leaving to uh, go do that. Daja returns to clear her mind on her ice. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. You doing all right, Brittany? Yeah, I'm, I'm great. He's a fucking monster. I know that we've all had a rough time reading this chapter. It's really hard. It's really rough. But like, I can't imagine what you were going through when you read this with a six-year-old and an infant. Yeah. It, because that hits different. I, I know that people people say that it does and they don't understand, but it really changes a lot when you have kids and you read stuff like this. Because then you have the problem of like, you're like, oh God, what if that happened to my kids? And like, you have you have the ability to put yourself in a that situation so much easier and then you can't get out of that. I can what put it I down. What I hate the most about this chapter is that Ben had kids. He knows what it's like to fucking lose his children. And he goes and does this. Yeah, sure, maybe he didn't know that there was a child party there. But they have a nursery. There's gonna be children there, regardless of whether they're having a children's party anyway. Yes, I get you're wanting to take revenge out on this guy who did bad to you. Yeah, eat the rich. But you're not only affecting the rich at this moment. You killed maids. You killed children. You killed a bunch of other people people that are working for you you're not just going after the rich doing shit like this he had kids he had a family i don't he's just he's a monster he's a fucking monster it's horrible this chapter is the reason like when you were like oh i love ben ben is so great in the first few chapters i was like oh god britney's going to britney's gonna yeah because I, I, this was exactly the chapter I was like, oh God, this is going to hit Brittany the hardest. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember you telling me that. Yeah. You were like, oh, cold fire is going to really hurt for Brittany. I'm sorry that I didn't give you a heads up, but also I couldn't give you a heads up. Yeah, I know. I know. That reminds me a lot of um, uh, the great philosopher Jean-Luc Picard. Even when you do everything right, you can still lose. That's that's life. Even though Daja is a metal mage who has control over fire, she went in there. She did everything right. You know, she she sent everyone out, gave them the best chance possible. There was no way to get out of that situation without losing people because it it, it, it was just beyond her. It doesn't matter if you're like the maid, just you know, there unable to do anything, or a you know a, a mage, a child mage. There's 
only so much you can do and shit happens like I, I wish i could put that a little more eloquently but that's just how it is it doesn't matter what you have going on sometimes bad stuff just happens and you have to do the best that you can with what you have i think one of the reasons this one is so exceptional also so heavy but magic steps it's the this serial killer but it, it's just these you know people who have come and then lady zanadia is like evil incarnate but Briar is not in any way connected to her and here we have like this is really a story about betrayal it's something that all of us go through rereading this has been a really interesting journey for me I feel like this book is kind of like a user manual for this is kind of what you do or how you handle it or a way that you can handle it when people who you love turn out to be not so good people I do also think that like it brings a level of like maybe not to the scale but in the beginning of this we see we see it as a good person doing bad things and for me at least I feel like it's we we see that sometimes good people do bad things and it doesn't make them a bad person it just means that they did something bad and as we go through this book we realize this is a bad person doing bad things guised as good things I think that that that's a hard topic for adults to grasp we mark certain people as bad people even though they're they are good people and they do bad things and we also say that good people are just doing you know bad things they don't intend to do and I'm not saying that there's a correlation here but like we look at conviction rates harsher punishment for people of color because they're bad people doing bad things and you guys see air quotes podcast listeners will not but that's that's kind of the the idea and we see white people as good people doing bad things all right i liked the funny parts and i disliked the sad parts Yes, (laughs) this is a good summification of literally this whole chapter, I think. (laughs) I liked when Ben did the cool firefighter thing. when You put your hand on the door and you feel if it's hot or not to see if there's fire behind it. I disliked the part when Daja says Ben had the boy now. Now he had a chance to live. If it wasn't for Ben in the first place, the place wouldn't have caught on fire. Dasha said all she had was herself. It would have to do. She would have loved to have been able to rely on her friends to help her, but they weren't there. And sometimes you just got to do what you can with what you got. Uh, when she talks to the fire and she's, uh, and Dasha says, I handled a forest fire and one of those could make you yelp like a puppy. Yes, I'd love that. And you're no forest fire. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh. Uh, I had my friends help me with the forest fire, but this fire doesn't need to know that. (laughs) I'm not going to let them know I had them. It's fine. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) I disliked the Survivor's Guild. It's so fucking sad. Daja basically putting the lives lost on herself because she was involved, but if it wasn't for her, more people would have died. But that's yeah. still not enough of a consolation for someone. When you look at a rational, logical numbers form, saving a bunch of people is fantastic. It's great. But not saving everyone is still 
really, really tough. Frost Pine basically saving everyone. He's yelling at everyone to move. And uh, if uh, they would have moved, and a lot more people would have died. So go Frost Pine. He's awesome. And also, also him just like picking everybody up and like carrying them out too. What a Chad. Just walking into the fire, picking up the two people that were like passed out and just yanking him out. Like and then the part after they get out of the fire and Frost Pine reaches for Daja through their shared magic, he tells her, Don't you ever scare me like that again. Especially not for crazy people who build fancy houses all of wood. She just tells him, I want to go home, back to our family. It was a sweet moment. Whenever she drinks potion that uh, Jory made, she's like, oh, it's your first spell. And she's like, yeah, it was in the book that Aunt Morachain gave me. And Dodge's like, thanks, I think. <laughs> like, oh, the person you hate kind of saved you, kind of, sort of? But not really. I don't know. Kind of weird. As long as she just takes the good parts, that's that's fine. When Haluda shows up and Daja's like, sorry, I'm only in my nightshirt. And Haluda's like, oh, of course you should wash and dress and put off eating to save me the sight of see, um, save me the sight of you in a nightgown. And then it's like, don't be ridiculous. Once you've helped your daughter give birth to your first grandson, believe me, things like proper dinnerware aren't important. <laughs> fucking love Haluda Salt. She seems very cool. Fantastic. She's one of those old ladies who's just like, I'm old and so I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, helping your child give birth and seeing all that, yeah, there's not a whole lot left to see that you you would be like, oh my god, really? (laughs) She is unfazed unfazed for sure we talked about this last week because this was part of our excerpt i think for us prime tells daja rest and daja tells him to bundle up that's the way i say i love you and it was cute i mostly just wrote down a bunch of quotes greedily devouring cheap pine and costly teak columns alike oh i liked all the food in this too there's so much food all my food so much food i've got a hankering for barley now Tears overflowed for all her refusal to shed them. This was relatable because I cry more when I'm trying not to cry. The protections around them collapsed and flowed into his body like a plume of smoke returning to its chimney. That was a cool visual. And I just feel that it's apt for Frostpine because he is a fire person. And so you have this image of smoke. Nia, I could never do what you did. Have a feeling that's coming back. Uh, don't say that. He's gonna burn down their house, isn't he? No, don't. Oh, oh he is, no. isn't he? I, just, I can tell by your expression. I love, uh, I, there, there is, I'm gonna add a little bit to this one, because I don't know if you were gonna touch on it. <laughs> what Daja says in, like, response the first time we hear that, and Frostpine's response, this one, there there definitely is a huge parallel of you won't know until you're tested right like because that's basically what Daja said and that's what Frostpine says in this chapter and And I love those parallels he said that I was like hopefully she will never have to be tested but you saying that now it's like of course she's gonna be tested now we've had this set up a few chapters like we mentioned this several chapters ago when Nia's talking about not liking fire 
because she's a carpentry mage, she feels like wood. And so fire terrifies her. And we mentioned like, this feels like a setup. Now we have step two of this setup. Uh, I quit. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> this is gonna hurt. Oh my God. So this just kind of like hit me. Like, I know that that was several chapters ago when we talked about Nia not liking fire because of that. That mirrors Evie's views as well about plants. She doesn't like them because they're rock killers. Like, I literally just thought of that as you were talking. I was like, oh, shit, there's another parallel. (laughs) East Namorn lived for its huge, steamy bathhouses. So we're in Finland. Because Finland's the fucking best. Pollute salt looking at the gloves that Dodge is making, says, you craft mages have the oddest ideas. And I wrote, but excellent ones. Because let's face it, these kids have made some cool fucking shit, and they are sure to make more. Paluta sketched the ground floor of the house, her magic turning the lines to ink-like streaks. That's a really cool ability. Molly brought up the uh, greedily devouring cheap pine costly tea uh, columns alike. I also loved, like, the next one which is uh, she heard metal scream as it lost the shapes that it held for years. Holy shit, that is beautifully, just beautifully done. Hearing them like an overworked sheepdog. Holy shit. It's a great, like a great visual. It stuck out, this one stood out to me like, and I marked it as a dislike. It's both a like and a dislike. Is all she could do was pray that the Pray to the bookkeeper that their accounts won't do. It's hard. That is a heavy thing. And like, we know Daja's like very devout. The idea of praying to your God for someone who you don't know, just, oh, like it hurts. But like, it's, it brings, it shows us again how selfless Daja can be. Like, I mean, it, granted, it's mentioned in like a passing line. It's not necessarily like a, a big deal, but it says a lot about Daja's character that she's like, these people are dead and dying and that really sucks. I hope that like they have some peace after this. The pain here, come on. Perhaps this was a dream. All would be well if she had a proper dreamless sleep. Like I've had those days. Where I'm just like, this This isn't happening. This can't be a real thing. If only I was not having a dream. Let's talk about Frostpine again for a second. We've had a lot of discussion about Daja and Frostpine's relationship. Much as he is her teacher, she's also his friend. With the, um, the way that he comes in and just saves the day gonna get a little 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 personal here but like that's how I thought of my dad my dad was always there and was always gonna save me holy shit like having that person who quite literally is ready to run into a burning building just to save you we talked about it a little bit where he's like don't do that again not for complete strangers who aren't fucking worth it it comes across like it's a scolding but it's also a you know you're more important to me than any of these people that reminds me a little bit of the bit in magic steps where duke vidris tells sandry like if you fuck this up i'm gonna kill you you bringing that up like it's a very different way of how they show affection like and we, we see a lot of that like between the teachers and these people that have relationships even between the kids themselves they all have different ways of showing affection 
she giggled. Sandry had never expected that Daja might wear her best clothes into a fire, so she hadn't protected them. It also kind of shows how Daja deals with trauma. This is a huge traumatic experience. After it's over, she's just giggling. And it's not a, it's not a because she finds it funny. It's because, you know, you have to focus on something else or it's going to consume you. And like, did he have more white hairs now or was it just that she hadn't noticed how many he had before this? Um, uh, that's a parallel with uh, Sandri and Vidris too, I feel. Because she was doing the same thing with her uncle as well. Yeah, I'm going to bring this up again later, but I really just like the reinforcement of this. You don't see people at their best times like this. Said something similar to this before is usually they're dead before they know they're in danger. Sometimes it's a uphill battle and it's not something you're going to win. And in this case, I mean, it is quite literally like you're dead. There, There is no saving you. Your brain hasn't caught up yet that you are. Curse him, rot his, uh, rot his teeth. May he drop through thin ice. Hell of curses. Especially considering where they live. In the north, in the Arctic Circle, on a giant frozen sea. Drowning in cold water is not a way I want to go. Instead, the skating seemed to help both her muscles and her spirits. Like, I, I kind of like this, uh, the, the way that's phrased, because, like, it's something to keep her mind off of the tragedy that she's gone through. A lot of people feel guilty about going back on with their lives. After something like this happens, they just go back to living as they have to. It kind of ties hand in hand with the survivor's guilt is there are some people who are like, I shouldn't be enjoying myself. I shouldn't be laughing. I shouldn't be having a good time because this person isn't. This person is gone. This, you know, whatever right. it may be. And I really like that the way the way that Pierce kind of writes this, it's okay to go back to normalcy after something like this. And it's okay to not necessarily move on quickly. That's not what's happening, but a doing something that you like to do because you also have to take care of yourself. Like you can't just... I'm pretty sure there's research that says like, that's what you need to do. I actually have one more. I thought it was going to be touched on by somebody else. So I skipped it. Mine is, I, I guess this is more of a dislike because it, it's kind of like a stabbing quote. Perhaps it was set with spirit of thought. Daja shook her head. Who would be cruel enough to stage such a, such a disaster? There's a tie-in with that, that like sometimes gods were just that cruel. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did y'all find in this chapter? Bush did 9-11. Fight! <laughs> I was reading, like, when I was reading this, I was like, holy shit, though. Everything that was going on in 2000s America, that was a thing that got jumped on by a lot of people. That is quite literally what I picked up, and I was like, oh, I think Pierce is trying to say something here. So why, and, 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 why do you feel that way? Just to preface this, I don't think, I, I don't want to put words into her mouth. Yeah, yeah. But she did literally directly quote, perhaps it was set. Uh, who would be so cruel enough to stage a disaster? I, you know, maybe picking that out very specifically, you know. Wait, so is, so is that, was that like a quote that somebody said or something? Uh, no, that's what Dasha. No, no, no. You you just said you. She literally. It said like the way you said it. It sounded like you meant that she was quoting. No, she she. Uh, that was written in the book. That's a quote from Daja in the book. Okay, so it's, a lot of Americans jumped on this idea of maybe this was an inside job, and like I I'm not saying one way or the other here, but like the the timing in which it happened and what was going on. And the fact that people like to bring up the way that the towers went down was very similar to demolitions. And like, I, again, I'm not saying one way or the other. This is just theories that people have spit out is they do think that it was intentional to rally a patriotism and allow us to look for weapons of mass distraction as 
someone once <laughs> said it that, that that is a thing that still is huge in the conspiracy like circles and again not stating one way or the other this was a like it's still a a huge thing nowadays we don't know pierce's stance on this because i don't think she's ever come out and said one way or the other but the way that it's phrased if that is a thing that you buy into it definitely has a big parallel because this book is dedicated to the first responders i do think that the dedication is 9-11 connected i don't think any of the rest of it is both because writing can take longer than that like there's a decent chance that she was plotting this before 9-11 happened but also because i'm pretty sure that this is inspired by John, the story of John Leonard, or he was the fire chief of his town and became an arsonist. From what I understand, kind of to get glory, quoting from Wikipedia, his modus operandi was to set fires using an incendiary timing device, which sounds a lot like Ben. Like I was saying, like it, it doesn't necessarily correlate. Like it doesn't, it can be just a coincidence, but like it's one of those, like yeah. as I was reading it, I was like. Like I said, I don't want to put words in Tamara Pierce's mouth, but I'm, I'm definitely seeing like parallel between like US false flag attacks on our, our own people and a guy setting fires, you know, in town for to further his own interests, however good they may seem to him. 9-11, it's weird that we went to war with Iraq uh, after a bunch of Saudis rammed a plane into uh, our office towers and killed over 2,000 people. That just, it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I, I, I don't go into the whole, like, the towers were rigged to blow or anything. Like, steel loses a bunch of its tensile strength at way under melting heat. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not you know i'm not nuts but like you look at the gulf of tonkin incident fucking 1964 with vietnam uh u.s ships were attacked not really attacked they were our ships fired on north korean torpedo boats that got too close and then they fired back and then there was a second attack two days later which never happened totally fake but it gives the U.S. justification to enter a defensive war against North Korean aggression. That's real-life actual facts that have that hap- uh The USS Maine in the Spanish-American War. Fucking ship blew up in the middle of a Havana Harbor. Blew the fuck up. No one knows who caused it. But the U.S. used that as a very convenient excuse to go fight against Spain and take a bunch of land and shit. Got Operation Northwoods, which was a whole false flag operation against the American citizens. The CIA would commit acts of terrorism against American military and civilian targets and blame them on the Cuban government. Why? So we can go in and sweep out Cuba, kill people there, because they posed a threat to the U.S., even though they hadn't actually done anything compared to what we did with the bay of pigs invasion where we sent a bunch of cuban people to cuba to invade and that failed horribly not anything new the u.s has a very long and distinguished history of sticking their noses where we really shouldn't when we should be taking care of our own shit yeah i I saw some parallels between um what tamar pierce's writing and uh stuff that has happened in our country in the past and could uh, more than likely still happening today. I'm also going to to quote a great philosopher, and you're not the only one who reads philosophy, um, <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> to quote the great philosopher Kakina Griff from Red versus Blue. <laughs> Jet fuel can't JFK the moon landing. Just saying. Like, uh, that's yours? Yeah, legit. 
okay. <laughs> I wrote courage and strength because we had Daja, Frostbine, and also that mate is just this normal person. And Daja's like, everybody else is losing their fucking minds. I need you to like take charge and help these people. And she does. And then in addition, the bit where Nia says, I don't think I could ever do that. So just... My- was the same oh, yeah. thing, but bravery. And the dude who owns the fucking house. Yeah, he who died saving his wife. party guests. Yeah. Yeah, he, he rescues his wife and then the supper guests and then the last they ever saw of him, he was on his way to the nurse. It was, let me save everyone in this room. Who else can I rescue? Mine was the same thing, but bravery instead of courage, which is basically the same thing. They're synonyms. The thing I got is you can't save everyone. Best laid plans don't always go best. There's a really great poem by, slam poem, by a poet named Guante called Starfish, which takes the whole, like, starfish story of the little boy who's throwing the starfish back into the water on its head. It's basically about being a teacher and knowing that you can't save all of them. Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? So the first one is uh, actually a line that Goodwin touched in his likes, which is all she had was herself. That would have to do. Sometimes you you can't fall back onto someone. Sometimes you've got to deal with shit on your own. And it sucks. And you want these people to be there so you can depend on them but whether it be distance death or not being friends with them anymore sometimes you can't I know personally and we know how long it's been and we know my feelings there are days when like I just want to call Shannon because something's happening and she's my best friend for 15 years and some days I just want to call her and we know my feelings on Shannon and we know we know that she's the reason I call everybody trollops now because I can't call them the word that we don't say in this house. You, sometimes you just have to pick up and do what you can do with what you have and it sucks and it's hard but like I can't even say you'll you'll get through it because sometimes you don't. You got to at least try to do what you can and that's kind of the the thing there. And then the other one was uh Dodger talking about if uh she had sent the baby with someone else they'd still be alive. I know I have a bad problem with this of well if I hadn't done this then it wouldn't be like this. And those what ifs will kill you. No question about it. If you sit there and you go what if? What if? What if? Ifs make your head hurt. They're probably yeah. bad for your teeth too. Unfortunately, something that I know I need to work on because I'm constantly going, well, if I hadn't done this, if I hadn't been there, if I hadn't, you know, whatever, you know, my life would be different. Brittany knows a good deal of some of the shit that I went through in like my super early 20s. That is the biggest what if situation that I could have had. Sometimes it's a, well, if I had done this different, then, you know, my life would be like this now. And then other times I'm like, oh, well, if I hadn't done this, then I hadn't done exactly what I did. I'd be dead now. So I'm a firm believer of if I would have stayed, if I would have made a different decision, I wouldn't be here. I know I wouldn't be here talking to you guys, but I don't think that I would have survived. So like, what ifs can and will kill you? It's easy to say it. 
Like it's easy to say, what if, what if, what if? And the point of the matter is it's done. What happened happened. And tying with the first one, you've just got to do with what you've got. You basically kind of already said this earlier, but mine is really Josserick. His house catches fire and he saves as many people as he can and he dies in the process. I hope that I never end up in a situation where I find out if I am that person. If I do, that's the person I want to be. Yeah. With mine as well. I want to be that person who is selfless enough to put everybody's life before mine. But we don't know until we're in that position. And the fortunate thing is... never want to be in that position. The majority of people are never put in a situation where they have to figure out if they are that person. I guess this will kind of lead into mine. Wait until you're tested before you judge yourself. I really think that sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit to what we're capable of in desperate times. I don't know. I feel like I trust all of my friends like if i were in trouble or something like i i trust that all my friends would do something to to help i really there's no point in putting yourself down there's no point in doubting yourself i think that when you're put in that situation you'll be capable of doing something i really do training helps we like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter So prepare yourselves for the excerpt from chapter 12. The maid curtsied and left the room, leaving the door open an inch. Daja noticed, her mouth twitched with a smile. It seemed the Bankanor servants meant to look out for her reputation, even if she didn't. Her amusement faded when she looked at Ben. He seemed weary. Part of that was fire and candlelight. They cast his face in sharp relief, making its lines deeper his expression harder. I'm sorry I didn't come earlier, he confessed without looking at her. I wanted to make sure you were I wanted to make sure you were all right before this, but the fire wasn't out till dawn on Moon's Day. I was helping with the victims until almost noon on Star's Day. Someone did tell me you and your teacher were fine. He looked at her with concern. You are, aren't you? Yes, of course we are, Daja said hurriedly in the grip of a sudden wild thought. Ben Who hates you this much? He looked at her, his face oddly still. Why do you say that? Daja sat on her work stool to work the idea. Daja sat on her work stool to work the idea out aloud. You told me you saw it on your way home. I bet if you'd gone home, you could have watched it from your upstairs windows. I have to think these fires are being set to hurt you. To, I don't know, destroy your name in the city to make people think your firefighting ideas don't work, maybe even to drag you into danger. Daja, that's a tremendous leap of logic, he murmured. He sat in one of her fireside chairs. I'm not so sure. Well, I'm a mage and they teach us not to believe in coincidences, you see. You've met this person, that's my guess. Can you recall meeting someone who just seemed evil to you? Someone who made your skin crawl? Someone you crossed? Evil? He asked, only an evil person would harm others to get at someone else, Daja said flatly. Ben ran his fingers through his thinning curls. You honestly believe there are people who are either good or evil? He asked. How old are you? Fourteen, she said, frowning. What has my age to do with this? Ben shook his head. This is the second time I've heard you talk like a young person. 
Usually I forget you aren't my age. People aren't that simple, Daja. Of course he's evil, she said, impatient with typical adult shallying. Look at what he does. Or maybe it's a she. He stopped abruptly. More his own mother? Tarad's wife had said she whipped her servants. No. Morachain Ladradin would never do something that would mean crawling into houses or walking icy, windswept cliff-top roads. So involved was she in thinking, then discarding the possibility that she had missed the start of what Ben said now. Someone tired of being ignored, tired of others trampling on him. Perhaps some rich person treated him with contempt. At least with Jossaric House, people will know he did something that no one will forget. He would be less, less evil and more besieged. Daja stared at him. It sounds like you're on his side. I'm exhausted, Daja. I can't think straight. Ben smiled ruefully. Mother insisted I work late on the books to make up for my time at the fire, as if numbers are more important than lives. I'll consider what you've said. I certainly have enemies, people who don't want to hear what I tell them, but I doubt very much that any of them would kill innocents. He got up and walked over to her work table where the living metal gloves stood on their iron bases. In the flickering candle and firelight, they seemed to move. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. <laughs> Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. This is where we use the, ma- use the magic to craft magic. <laughs> <laughs> Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.